we are just winging it. Once again, very delayed. You can tell we're winging it, as always. We're winging it so much that was... So here's what happened, ladies and gentlemen. We were supposed to record two weeks ago. I had a root canal done, which was just just <laughs> terrific, let me just tell you. I mean, we should have just recorded just for the sake of, like, hearing you all drugged up and numb and, you know, that. We could have done that thing that they do where, like, they have somebody who's speaking a, a different language and then they kind of, like, <laughs> quiet them down and they have, like, a narrator in English, you know, coming over the top. That would have been pretty funny. We could that have, actually, like, dubbed myself for this. You, you, know, you know that we don't have it in us to actually coordinate everything that it would take to do that, though. Yeah, there's absolutely zero chance. I mean, the production values on this show, folks, let's, let's be honest here i mean our voices are goes in most of it goes into makeup let's be clear and i think our voices carry themselves no editing required this is unfiltered folks hashtag (laughs) this is raw raw audio yeah so i had had this i had this root canal and uh and i i was numb for the time that we were supposed to be recording so i was like oh i just can't do it so we decided to wait a week Mm -hmm. so we gave it a week and then you you got sick i did you know, I still haven't shaken whatever it is that I have, and I've done over the course of this, like, it's now been a little over a week. I've taken a couple of, you know, at-home COVID tests just to rule it out, because I'm like, is this, is it? Um, it's just, you know, it's like flu-likey stuff. It, no fever, so, you know, Bethany keeps telling me that I can't have the flu if I don't have a fever, which she's definitely wrong about. I've Googled that multiple times <laughs> for her. Um, but, you know, it's a man cold, I guess, is what they call it. Yeah, it doesn't uh, sound like you have the actual flu. I gotta no, I be don't. honest with you. And Did you, you have know, body aches? You know well, because, I, yeah, I mean, I had some of that, and it was really just, ta- last week, I wouldn't have been able to talk. My my nose was all red, and I just had, you know, the flow of, of boogers constant, so yeah. it just wouldn't have been pleasant. It would have been as pleasant as hearing you on the, um, you know, root canal. Yeah, um, you know we should email. we should just push through and record during these just to get some really disgusting it source could, audio. It could I boost think. our listenership. Yeah, it for could. those people who are, tune in for that. There's probably some folks out there with a fetish for uh, <laughs> what, what would that category be? Uh, disgusting voices or something? Yeah, yeah. just yeah, uh, uh, nightmare audio, anti ASMR <laughs> audio. I don't know. <laughs> But I think oh, we could man. corner the market on that, you know, if we just but record during those speaking times. Speaking of cornering the market, it's been a long time since we've spoken directly to you. And I'm talking to you right now. You're listening right now. And you're like, me? Is this, are you talking? Yes, I'm talking to you. Pull over the car. Pull, you can still drive. It's fine. I'm not going to say anything that crazy. I just want you to know we appreciate you. You know, you've stuck with us through this. I'm assuming you're not a new listener, but if you are, stick with us. I think you'll enjoy it. And if not, fuck off. I mean, whatever. You know, it's all good. Just we're just swinging it, okay? That's but true. Really, we don't. We don't even care. No, we don't. I mean, but we care about you. The, the those of you who will stay, right? We care about those few. The other ones, you know, whatever. Do what you want? Um, this is uh, <laughs> such a, a welcoming ad. message. I yeah, mean, if really I were welcoming. listening to this for the first time, I'd want to keep. Really, what I'm trying to get at here, folks, is I miss your feedback. I miss. I mean, I miss human contact at all to be honest with you that's true um still you know even though i'm out now more i it's still so so where i'm going with all of this is just email us email us at just wing it dads at gmail.com because yes we have a gmail account we're not that big a deal yet help us become a big deal send us some feedback some stories you want to share you're just you know your famous just wing it moments um whatever it is really we'd love to hear from you you know honestly i think throughout this you know, we've talked a lot about how insulated we've become in our own lives. Um, and just hearing from you and, and connecting again, I think, you know, will be nice. You know, keep a safe distance and all that, um, especially if you're a weirdo. But, you know, we'd love to hear from you. 
You have no idea how desperate you sound right now, John. You're literally just asking people to talk to you via email. And it's funny, you know, I, I know that we are like going out and experiencing the world more, but because you and I only talk to each other when we're sitting in these chairs, it really feels to me like you are just in a basement all the time. I've never left. Yeah, I don't think you leave. I, I think I think you might leave to shower once a week. But other than that, this is pretty much your this is your home, your subterranean refuge, you know? It's my subterranean refuge, and I boy, do I have a story about what happened to my subterranean refuge uh, last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago now? It was basically, it was right before we were going to record, actually, so it would have so been two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Um, so the story begins with us deciding to, uh, you know, be good people and switch to a toilet paper subscription service. Um give a crap who gives a crap whatever the fuck it's called wait this is a real thing a toilet paper subscription service oh it is so so they are ethically sourced you know from like bamboo so it's renewable you know because obviously bamboo just grows like crazy and and i guess that's a a good source for it versus trees that you're but it's good toilet paper like it works well it's a good toilet paper, my friend. It's very good. To, it, it's high quality. It does. Here's the thing, okay? And they're a big sponsor of ours. I can't remember their name. I didn't do yeah, due diligence. You, you got to remember the name. I'm also going to look it up. It's who gives a crap. Yeah. I'm pretty it's, sure okay. that's what it is. And they it's have other paper that's goods good as well. Name. But clearly they made their name out of, you know, toilet paper. Yeah, who gives a crap USA.org. I mean, we were just feeling like it was something to look into, you know, because obviously, you know, that's a source of a lot of paper waste and, and you know, fucking downed trees everywhere. They have like nice designs and stuff. They're 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 really cool and very cool. Yeah. The toilet paper itself is actually really good. So we're so we were coming from a single ply kind of situation, you know, classic Scots single ply. You got to use a whole roll for for a dump kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so that was where we were coming from. And the reason is, you know, partially because all the soft ones. I mean, frankly, they just there's so much uh, lint and like. They they always I find that, that they always weird, just shed. Yeah, I I just shortly before recording, actually right before recording, I was <laughs> you know taking a dump. Which thank you listeners for not canceling. This is why I actually why I asked you to pull over the car because I knew you'd be vomiting. No, I was That's finishing true. a poop up. Yeah, and uh, and so just briefly, I'm I'm gonna let you get back to your story. But you have to understand no, in our house and you've been out in our as house before. You know, we have we have three bathrooms. We happen to be blessed with many bathrooms in our home. <laughs> and our the first floor bathroom, you know, there's like the guest one, which I just never go into because it's just it, it's got the laundry shit in it. I just like I don't you know, I'm not a guest. I don't have to deal with it. That's then there's right. like the you master bathroom, the master bathroom where we have like our like legit bidet Gold's attachment installed, mm-hmm. gold plated. Uh, but and then there's the you know the the upstairs one that the kids use and that our guests use, which is like it's a nice bathroom, but there's yeah, nothing super special going on. It's yeah, you can. There's, it's mostly just T Rex skulls covering everything. Um, but the master bathroom, I'm so used to defecating in there with of this course. like luxurious bidet. I mean, <laughs> when I say bidet, I mean this is like pull out all the stops. It is like this this beautiful. We we'll get to bidets after this. Maybe we'll do an episode on bidets. We should do a I'm whole interested. bidet. I'm, I'm sure interested. people would love that. Absolutely. But you know, Detail. it's one of those things where you sit down and you and you're like so cleaned by the water that you barely have to wipe anything, and it's just yeah. this wonderful feeling, right? Which is really probably the most ethically you know ethical way to do it. I guess. Yeah, right? I, but that's what I'm getting to. I'm, Especially you know, if it reuses the water, the shit water, you know, to wash it off. Yeah, you could drink it. <laughs> uh, but but today, because Micah is homesick, I yeah. needed to use the bathroom up here because she was using the one downstairs. And so I had to wipe with the toilet paper that we've had for a long time with no bidet going on at all. And I was Ugh. like, what is this, first Horrible. off, nightmare situation that I find myself in where I'm like scraping 
poop out of my butt, which is just disgusting and unsanitary. But also, what is the residue that this paper leaves behind? Right? This like the weird, residue. This, I mean, like, uh, dusty. You little... get up and there's like snow all over your. You know toilet what? I mean? that, like asbestos toilet... shit yeah. that comes up. What, what is? <laughs> what is that? I mean, it can't be good, right? Whatever the no. fuck it is. So and, does this and, company not do that? Well, so that's always been the trade-off, right? When you get soft toilet paper, that's what you deal with. So instead, yep. we just go with Scotts. You know, simple. Again, you have to use a ton of it. Industrial. Industrial. I mean, it basically just disintegrates as soon as it hits. You look in the toilet, there's no more toilet paper in there after. It just is water. <laughs> it's tr- totally transparent it's, when it's, the water <laughs> hits it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what we were going from. Now, this, it is luxurious because it actually, it's soft, but also it doesn't, I have not seen any of that crazy asbestos shit. This is the bamboo you're talking about. This is bamboo, right? Okay. Pure bamboo. So It's just a stick. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely a fan, okay? But here's what happened. Yeah. We switched it in the kids' bathroom as well. We didn't really, you know, we didn't, there was no fanfare. We didn't tell them. They don't give a shit. Uh, who gives a crap? Is They're going to be taking so some. Nice little pun. Yeah. And so the other day, um, I'm in the um, living room, um, you know, doing my calisthenics, you know, just trying to get the a hip few thrusts. exercises. Yeah. In. And all of a sudden I hear Grace, and Bethany was on the phone, you know, talking to somebody. And I, all of a sudden I hear Grace <laughs> like, Dad, I need it. I need you. Like she's, you know, getting really upset. And I immediately know that you know what's happened right i mean because she's in the bathroom taking one of her famous dumps and i Mm -hmm. know that it clogged the toilet it just immediately came to me so i run and i go in and the fucking toilet is just she had already been washing her hands and so she had already left it and the toilet is just overflowing this Mm. there's so much water on the floor okay Mm. um and her turds have not have not floated out they've amazingly like she's got turds that are the right um, weight that they weren't sinking, but they were not floating all the way. I believe either. it's called neutral buoyancy, John. Thank you. Yes, yeah. neutral buoyancy, and so that's good, I guess. But it was just overflowing. So I, of course, I immediately did what you should do, which is just you know shut the water off, so that at least stops the flow. Okay. But I was like panicking because there's just so much water at that point, and like I didn't necessarily need help from Bethany, but it was one of those situations where I'm like, get off the fucking phone and help me, okay? Right. right. You know what I mean? Because you're just so like frazzled and upset you're like how dare you do something else right now and it was on the floor but this point it was yes. it was it was the floor out was of covered. the toilet the floor yeah, was oh, with poop. oh okay yeah so much yeah. water right okay. okay and i water has to go somewhere okay it does so i i of course i you know i quickly grabbed some towels and i i think i absorbed a lot of it and then i'm like wait a minute do you remember where this bathroom is patrick i've talked about this many a time about what is above me right now yes it's right above your the place that you never leave the The basement subterranean home subterranean refuge and so immediately i'm like oh dear god because water has to go somewhere and you know i just haven't experienced this yet (laughs) i think that's that's your catchphrase for this episode is water has to go somewhere it has to go somewhere (laughs) it has to go it just science agrees it just has to go somewhere i mean nothing is created patrick in this world from nothing yeah, I feel like we're getting a physics lecture today, um, John. And so immediately I have visions of, you know, what's down here, which is like my whole office, okay? And then my mm-hmm. guitars, my amps, all that equipment, right? So I'm like panicking and I, I run down in slow motion, which so took a while. I get down there and it's fucking raining poop Oh my water. God, it actually did. I mean, I was like only mildly expecting like, you know, maybe a little spot here somewhere where it was coming down. It was fucking raining. It was like someone hit a fire alarm, you know, one of those sprinkler oh heads. It didn't even make sense how far and wide it had gone. Like, I just, I couldn't even comprehend what I was seeing. I'm picturing, like, the shining when the elevator doors <laughs> open and the blood pours down. Like, that's that's what I have in my head so right now. So then I'm, like, screaming at that point, you know. 
Um, and it's just everywhere. And thankfully, it it somehow it it was like just a few feet away from the desk, and then the guitars are like in a perimeter kind of space where it hadn't hadn't gone down the walls because that would have just been devastating. Ugh. But there's poop water actively just dripping everywhere. There's a treadmill that's just got the poop water covering it, you know, all oh aspects God. of it. So somehow the water found a fucking path down ductwork. It, 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 fir- <laughs> it at first looked like the water had found its way into the air duct and all the way down into the furnace. So it, it basically creeped through the found air a path. Yes. And I <laughs> like was a like a secret agent. And I'm like, do I have to call like an HVAC company? Is this did Grace's poop water just wreck our fucking furnace? Yeah, you now? might like, need a sump or something for that, right? So you know, so I spent the rest of the night like analyzing. First, of course, getting the the you know the dripping to stop or whatever, and then and, <laughs> and then, then you went on Yelp and looked for 45 minutes <laughs> at what the highest rated so, sump companies yeah, were. Yeah, exactly. No, no. <laughs> thankfully, I had already had an HVAC company that we've used before, so I called them. And they were like, uh, I think you're better off calling like a, you know, a duct company or so like, they were basically like, don't, I'm not fucking touching that shit. Yeah. Like you got um, poop water in your basement. You yeah, can call exactly. somebody else. Right. So I, so then I'm like, all right, I got to calm down and, and inspect this more myself before I freak out. Okay. And so, you know, th- at this point it wasn't actively dripping, but there was still, I mean, it was actually like, it wasn't raining, but it was still dripping from different spots. How long had it been by this point? Oh God! At this point, we're talking maybe a half hour later. Like we had absorbed a lot of the water, but you know, it was still it was still still dripping down. It's still happening, and and the duct in particular that it had gone down is insulated, so it's got all this nasty insulation around it. And the insulation—it's that cotton candy kind of insulation, but it has you know black around it to protect you from not fucking breathing it in. Um, but all of that was just like spongy with poop water. Okay. Mm. So just this cotton candy, spongy, poop watery insulation. And so upon further inspection, I still cannot understand how this happened, but the water, it didn't go into the duct. It actually only went into this outer layer of the insulation and it followed it all the way down a fucking, you know, a 10 foot path basically down to every single part of the treadmill possible like it just covered that <laughs> and then it had, into, it had it out for that treadmill yeah it was, and then this into was an, an intersection of duct work and it started to like make its way like a fucking alien substance you know it started making its way down another path of in of uh duct so i had to like cut it stop that from going any further and just remove all of the insulation across that whole duct so wow. i was just covered by the end of the night in Grace's poop water and that, you know, the... The, the cotton candy. <laughs> the cotton candy, which is terrible, right, to breathe and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's like very I mean, we have, dangerous. We have masks everywhere. So, of course, you know, I was able to get one of those easily enough. But um, horrible situation. Just, you know, I, I don't even fucking understand still how it did what it did. Um, but that's what happened to my subterranean home. It seems like you clearly need to invest in better plumbing in that bathroom. <laughs> I have to say, this is an outside but, perspective. But it's not the plumbing. That's the thing. It it. Well, why is it clogging so much? She, she's seven no, no, years, this is, six years old. This all goes old? back to as much as I love it. Who gives a crap? You got to put some warnings on this, okay? Because what she did oh, it's is too thick. That's right. So she mm. thought she thinks, okay, you know, this is the same toilet paper I always use, single ply. I'm gonna just roll the whole toilet paper roll into, onto my hand. Right. Like She's mitt, used to the industrial like grade. Yep. And just fucking yeah. wipe, right? And then you blop it in, it's never an issue, it just disintegrates. Right. Well, you do that with this toilet paper, and it's just I mean, it was basically like she put a whole sheet set into the toilet 
and then and then and then flushed it. So it just it was a disaster. Now, now she knows, of course. And of course, I should say immediately her reaction was to become so scared and run off to the other room. You know, dad's screaming like a madman. Right. Trying to not at her, but just like upset, you know. Um, so, I mean, we're going to talk about anger in this episode and certainly that was, uh, one of my, you know, less fine moments in life, but you know, it's fine now we were able to, I mean, we also have a carpet, I should say in the basement. So like that, you know, immediately I'm like, great. The fucking carpet's so pull it up poop water. Um, I'm saying it's like wall to wall carpet. So, yeah. So I had to spend a ton of time just, I have a wet vac and I vacuumed up as much as I could and then I used a dehumidifier and then I washed the carpet with soap water and, you know, it doesn't smell anymore, so. Dehumidifiers are crazy technology. I have to, we inherited them with this house and every every time we, I'll tell you in a second, the last time I used it, every time we've had to use it, I'm like, how does that work? (laughs) crazy so right? did you look it up because I, I still don't understand no i did not that my, my curiosity stopped at i don't know <laughs> because here's the thing is that you only use a dehumidifier when you're in a situation that Terrible you just situations. don't want to be dealing with right yes, yes. so it's like there's something interesting about it but it's distracted by the fact that you're covered usually in sewage of some kind that's right the last that's time right. that i used it uh and i i probably told this on the show so whatever but you know we have a lot of new listeners as we we're talking about who were going to write to us at just winging at dads at what company, John? Gmail.com. You may have heard of it before. G-ma- the great company, That's Gmail. That's G yeah. as it's in Gladiator. Grandma. <laughs> gladiator. Gladiator, Martha. Uh, I don't know. I can't do an A. Um, Appleby. Appleby is... L- lamb. Lamb. Uh, yeah, you're going to write into us and let us know how disgusting this episode is. But anyway, in case you missed the story the first time around, the last time I used a dehumidifier was I was working from home, as I am want to do, because I'm not allowed in the office. And you know this is basically where I always you am. specifically, yeah. Specifically, there's, there's a restraining order. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and I flushed the toilet, and I just heard water rushing. <laughs> and I had this moment where I was like, Wait, that doesn't sound right. But like, I couldn't, it didn't sound wrong enough for me to think something was up. Right. But I was like doing my, it was like my lunch break. So I was like making my like grilled cheese sandwich, you know, which I make very well use mayonnaise, by the way, for grilled cheese and stuff. I've learned that secret recently. Mm. I saw someone do it. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, That's like a new TikTok thing that that I'm picking up on. Yeah. I I don't use TikTok, but you know. That's uh, what the kids say. That's what the kids tell me. Um, anyway, so so I'm making my sandwich and I, like the water just doesn't sound right. And, and I go downstairs and there's just just water <laughs> spraying so hard out of our out of, out of our the impeller blade for our water tank. Horrible. And I'm like, it's because plumbing is one of those things that you truly don't think about until something catastrophic happens it's so because true. it's i mean plumbing is amazing right like there's no electricity involved for the most part yeah, it's just yeah. like gravity and it's just like fluid dynamics again this is a science podcast today you're welcome and uh so so you know so i i so i you don't think about how it's going to work and then you're all of a sudden confronted with something like what you're talking about and you're like oh my god how does this work because you have to stop it right that's right that's right and and uh, and that that feeling was absolutely terrifying. But the dehumidifier ended up saying we had no lasting damage because I just fired that puppy up. And right? It did it's it. amazing yeah. how fast it works. Because yeah, otherwise, of course, standing water, you know, anywhere is awful. But I mean, if you if you get that dehumidifier going right away, problem solved, mitigated, whatever. I think the moral of the story is we are going to become a dehumidifier podcast. We're going to have some great reviews. Rate, subscribe, click that like that like button, hit that bell, get notifications. Hey, any dad out there, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, you know what we're talking you about. Know. This is just it's all about the dehumidifier. Dehumidifiers podcast, ladies That's and gentlemen. Right. That's right. 
So that's that's I guess the latest for me right now. Um, I don't know, man. What about you? <laughs> yeah, the, just... the latest the latest for me. I, I mean, I, we we can also just make this. The, I, I can. I'll tell you what. I'll try to make a transition out of this. Okay. I want so you to do it. Go ahead. The latest for me is I, I am really truly wondering what the hell's going on because you know the whole family had covid i never got it the whole family I, had one round of flu i never got that i was thinking this yeah what is going on there i don't know and now there's another flu going around or something going around because now henry got sick again and he was the patient zero for the first time around right and like micah's in bed uh and it, to be fair to micah she didn't get the first round of this flu when the kids okay. got it so so i was like maybe something's but now she's got it and she's been coughing all over me because you know we sleep together and i'm like right. we woke up we woke up and she was like not doing well like mm. really nauseous really body aches very high temperature and i'm like what is going on and now and, it's been I mean, two days since that I, I feel better than ever i have nothing <laughs> wrong with me and i'm i'm here like what the, I mean, in, in some ways, I should be the most immunocompromised of all of us because, like, I haven't been leaving the house at all. Right, right. right. Um, but for some reason, I'm not getting any of this. Anyway, this is a long way of saying that I'm jinxing my future self who will be on this show. I guarantee it in two weeks. You're just going to be I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to have had the flu, probably be fucking killed by it. So this will be really <laughs> emotional. This is going to be an emotional moment in this episode. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm dealing with that. But you know what? You know what makes me really angry? What makes you angry, Patrick? What makes me angry is that I don't have a better transition to the topic of today's episode, which is <laughs> anger. And that, my friend, is the transition. Well, that was, that was a pretty uh, How artful easy one. was that? That was just, that was just fantastic. Perfect. Well, yeah. I can tell you, uh, I don't know what brought up this episode. You know, you and I have obviously chat basically just before we record to decide <laughs> topics. But in the case of this one, we had we had it planned for a few weeks now. And when you when you mentioned the idea to me, I was like, oh, man, well, this is perfect. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, I want to hear more from you, whether you're you're dealing with more of the anger in terms of, you know, you as a parent or if it's your kids or both or whatever. But for me, the reason it felt so relevant is because I had just one of the, like, it feels stupid, right? Because it's nothing, nothing traumatic, truly traumatic happened. But it was just one of the worst parenting moments that I've had. Ooh, let's um, hear it. And I, again, it's going to sound stupid. It was really just another one of these awful, awful mornings where, you know, in this case, Luke, as I've said now in many episodes, <clears throat> is just at that peak, has to, like, push back on every single thing, exert his control, and like get, just gets outraged if he doesn't get hit what he wants or he's you know asked to do something he doesn't want to do. And in this case, it was just one of these mornings where, you know, we were trying to get out of the house um, and he was every single thing he would put up a fight, right, about eating and this and that. And it took him so long to even just get dressed um, that by the time he was ready to eat, I had to like cut him off and say like we, we literally we have two minutes you have to eat. And he just he rejected that outright and wouldn't eat anything as a result and therefore i had to carry through with it and he didn't get to eat anything which i never worry about because he's just going to like an in-home daycare where you know he eats a ton um but he lost it like he just had a total meltdown and so you you ate him is that and so i, I ate him you, you devoured your son <laughs> so it was at the point where you know i had to i forget i can't even remember now if i had a particular meeting that morning there was some reason why i i was like more kind of on schedule or trying to be and so I had to basically like put on his jacket. It was one of those things where you just have to do a lot for them in order to actually make it happen, which sucks. And then we we get to the 
um, he, he loves riding his bike. And so, which is great cause it also is faster. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, run alongside him cause it's pretty close to our daycare. And so then, you know, he wanted to ride his bike. So we, we brought his bike out. He would, he refused to go because he wanted some ridiculous thing after we had already left like his gloves or hat or whatever. And so I was like, all right, you're not taking your bike then. Cause he just like wouldn't budge. Right. So I lifted him off his bike. He's crying. I'm bringing him there. And I basically had to drag him halfway to get to daycare. And he was just miserable. I was miserable. I felt so guilty about the whole thing. But also, like, I just didn't know what to do because he just, he would defied everything in a way that just, you know how it just pushes exactly the right buttons. Um, and for whatever reason that morning, you know, it was like the perfect storm of, um, Get, it was just really getting to me in a way that I, you know, again, I don't feel good about. It. I felt so guilty after, but I, I basically had to like drag him halfway. You know, I carried him. Um, he was just sobbing when I got to daycare. He was already upset and I had to just leave him like that. And that was how I started my day. And all day I felt like, man, this feels awful. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not even doing justice to like, the trauma that it felt in the moment. Cause again, it's like, whatever it's fucking morning routine. Yeah. We all deal with it. Um, I can't even remember the particulars cause it's been a few weeks now, but I just remember just feeling so awful, you know? And, and that anger that came up, like I, I don't think I had the same level of it before the pandemic. I just feel like my patience has been so ground down to the point where it's just this raw, like I can't, just as he can't control his emotions in those moments, I've started to lose my ability to control my reactions and it's scary. Yeah. I I've been getting worse at that also. And, and that is what prompted me to bring this up as a topic because I had a, a therapy set. <laughs> I love how most of the topics that I propose come out of therapy sessions that I have, but this <laughs> well, was one I mean, of them. That, yeah. That's a good thing. It is, it is good. Cause it's kind of what we're working through. Uh, well, it and, helps and, exactly. It surfaces what's there in a way that like, yeah, it just surfaces it, what we should be talking about, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So for this in particular, it was also prompted by morning routine stress. Mm. And I was I just realized that that's an unresolved issue for me that although I've gotten somewhat better at dealing with, I still, you know, one day of the week will ha or maybe two days out of the week will have a bad experience that I will just feel guilty about for the rest of the day. Yeah. And uh and it's something that What's funny is that, you know, when we've had house guests over, including you, the, the, almost every time they say something to the effect of, wow, you really did a great job getting the kids ready. That seems so easy, you know, in the morning. Oh, it was like a well, it was like you were running a, a train uh, station. That and that, that's that's so funny because to me, it feels like this absolute chaos on the tipping point of just meltdown yeah. every single morning. And people keep telling me that it seems like like we have it together in the morning. I'm like, what are well, you talking maybe about? maybe when other people are around, they're like generally probably acting Maybe they're acting better. Yeah, better. and maybe yeah, I am too. Sense. But yeah, the thing with the true. morning, <laughs> it's funny, the, the morning has come up so many times on this show. Just going back to the very beginning of this, this has always been a stressor for both of us. And I think it is a stressor for most people because as we say all the time, it, it's at the nexus of a lot of things, right? Like we have jobs to do. Mm -hmm. They have school to get to. There is like a limited amount of time for that to happen. And it's just this pressure that boils up and up and up. So true. Right? And even when things go well, like today, for example, although today Henry's home, so it was just Jude, so it was a lot easier. But true. even when things go well, I'm still left with this feeling of, ooh, I'm glad things went well. Like I'm yes, glad that something relief, didn't happen. Right, right, mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so, 
I was talking to my therapist about this. I was like, I, I feel like I need better ways of dealing with my anger because it's also not just the morning routine. It's, you know, when they don't listen, when it's time to get ready for bed. Of course. Or it's when they're, I mean, it's especially right now, both Henry and Jude are just really antagonizing each other a lot. Yeah. They're definitely closer than they've ever been in terms of they play together like really, really and hard goes hand and in really hand well. Probably, right? Yeah, there's definitely a correlation there because. They're sharing things more. They're more directly engaged in imagination play together. They've, you know, like, which for example, the they, it's yeah. awesome. They invented yeah. a, new, a new sport outside, which is like <laughs> they're throwing rocks at garbage cans, which makes it sound like we live in a fucking <laughs> wasteland. But that's <laughs> that's the sport that they've oh, invented. Oh, no, that makes total sense. I love it. Um, you know, so they're really playing together really well, but it means they're also butting heads a lot. And then I get angry and I, and I say things that I, I really regret in the moment. Yeah. So something that I talked about with the therapist and something that I'd like to unpack with you a little bit is this idea that anger is a valid emotion mm. and it's the only one that we treat like it isn't, which is ah, fascinating, right? Yes. Anger is the same, it's in the same spectrum, chemically speaking, as, although it's different chemicals, as happiness, as sadness as joy, mm. as despondency. These are all like little gradations of the same emotional spectrum that is that is actually vital for humans to have from a brain chemistry perspective. So anger yeah. solve, serves very valuable purposes. But what I do a lot of the time is I pretend that I don't have that emotion oh, in me, right? I act like I'm not an angry person and I yeah. act like that in the face of, of stimuli that should be making me angry <laughs> until I'm forced to reckon with the fact that I'm angry and it just comes out and then I feel like an idiot about it. Yes. So what, what I've been working on. on, what I've been working on a lot, and, and I'll turn it over to you to, to get your perspective on that, is, uh, is how to treat it like it's a valid part of me and how to like work it into my life the same way that I work to get happiness and sadness into my life as valid things. Uh, and it's been, it's been an interesting few weeks for me in that end. Wow. Well, I certainly want to hear more about that. And, and like you say, sort of unpack that together because yeah, I mean, it, it so is like, if you think about emotions and, and think about it just in the context of, um, you know, men, right. The, the experience of a man, at least in this culture, um, and, and coping or even understanding emotions, right. I think more recently, um, it's become, you know, more acceptable to even talk about things like crying or dealing with sadness, right? And that's a great thing. Hope and I hope it continues. Um, and I hope we, you know, we help create some of that space. I hope. But anger is an interesting one, isn't it? Because as you say, it does immediately have that negative connotation. There's a few things about it. One is it can actually have uh, a lot of that sort of male, you know, the toxic masculinity baked into it in terms of dealing with aggression, right? The, the machoism sort of thing. Um, and having anger and sort of being proud about it. So I think part of it is that, like, I just really, that repels me. Um, even, even in the case of how older generations dealt with anger, you know, and more, more physically, um, violent towards kids and all of that, like, uh, you know, that there's that part of it, which is truly, I think we could agree negative. However, there is something really interesting about taking that too far and to sort of, um, judge the whole emotion itself of anger as, as bad or wrong and i certainly do that even in the way that i just told that story i mean so much of it was about me feeling guilty about reacting that way right and not giving it space to be like yeah i should fucking be angry i mean it was i had right to be angry in that moment the thing that i really i have to i just so struggle with on it though is you know if anger if so much of our anger um comes from this place of that gap between 
our expectations or desires and the reality, right? Like what we want to happen in the morning is our kids listen and they get ready on their own and all of this stuff. And then the reality of it angers us because it's so far away from that. And and so much of our lives, you know, at least the anger that I uh, feel, it is in that gap. And I think that's what I judge because I'm like, why do I do that? You know, like obviously it's not going to go the way that I think it's going to. Um, and so in that sense, I'm not sure what to do with that, I guess is what I'm saying. Like it feels like I don't want to be in that space, but I also, I think you're spot on that, you know, we shouldn't be um, judging that feeling itself. So, so tell me more, what do we do with it? Well, that's the conundrum that we find ourselves in, <laughs> yeah. right? Is that anger arises for me a lot of the time, probably most of the, uh, honestly, almost every time out of my expectations being met in a negative way. Like mm. when I expect something to go poorly because it's just going to happen and then it does. Yeah. And then that makes me feel like my anger is justified and therefore I can express it more openly. Right. It's yes. not like I'm thinking that through in the moment, but like, but internally I'm like, of course it fucking happened again. And now I'm angry and I have a perfect excuse to be angry. When in reality, I think I'm looking for that excuse to be angry because I haven't been properly addressing the anger that had been building to that point. Ah, uh, you know interesting. what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So something that I've been thinking of is like, well, for one thing, in, in, in therapy, you know, we talked a lot about growing up and about role models and things and about how, for, for me, I just did not like when my parents were mad. And, you know, course, yeah. parents get angry at kids and that is sort of a fact of life. And and I, I learned to avoid that or avoid things that would make that happen because it was just like, an I just didn't like that feeling very much. Right. And I think I've kept to some degree, this this association of anger has to be a negative thing or a bad mm, thing because it mm. was scary to me as a little kid, you know? And again, I'm yeah. not bad-mouthing my parents, but, but no, parents no, do totally. that to kids. Yeah. So I think that part of this has been realizing that no matter what happens, I'm going to get angry because it's just something that occurs in life, right? Yep. So I should try to treat it more like I treat other emotions. So something that I've personally been trying to be better about over the last, you know, four or five years or whatever has been expressing verbally when I'm feeling a certain way that's internal to me mm -hmm, so that mm -hmm. others know that I might be acting differently mm. because of that, right? So yeah, give me usually, an example of that. Yeah. Well, usually it's in the context of being sad, right? Or feeling kind of depressed. Right. Like, especially over the last couple of years as I've had more acute struggles with 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 depression, especially. Like you know, I've tried to be very yeah. upfront with the kids where I'm like, I'm feeling off today and I'm sorry. Mm. And I'm if I don't act totally like myself or if I don't act like I have a lot of energy, it's not because I'm like upset with anybody. It's just, I'm feeling kind of sad today and I'm mm. just going to- How does that go over? How do that. they respond? They're fine. They don't- they yeah. don't they don't give a shit. They're, they're like, okay, whatever. Cause, cause, cause for kids, like kids are not paying attention to that. Like, of course, of course. All. Like, if okay, anything, they're Dad. like, oh, at yeah. least he's quieter than But I love the is, act you know? of it still because it leaves, I would think still leaves an impression, right? That you're, you're yeah. acknowledging your emotions. So even if in the moment they're like, yeah, okay, dad. Um, yeah. Then maybe, you know, that still sort of gets in there and, and they might have a, a different expectation when you do get upset, you know? Yeah. And it helps, if nothing else helps to normalize it, like you're saying, just this right. idea of like communicating your emotions so that people yeah. don't have to guess. Because a lot of the time we run into these issues where we don't communicate and then we're left with all of these, these like internal, you know, uh, expectations we have of what the other, of why oh the other person God. is acting a certain Ugh. way. You know, I mean, how we, often do we do that with our spouses too, right? Yeah, I mean, all the time. Bethany and I talk about, you know, uh, yeah, 
For sure. And then you have that conversation and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, sorry, I was I was misinterpreting <laughs> yes. something, you know? Brene Brown, we've mentioned a few times, this great researcher who's very like, you know, she has a TED Talk and um, a Netflix special and all this, but she has this classic one with her husband. And I still think, Bethany and I still laugh at it because his name is Steve and she'll just, you know, she'll like break a mug of coffee and she'll just be like, Steve, you know, because it's it, he, like he wasn't even in the room, right? But um, there's so much of that with spouses. Um, yeah. Totally. And oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, what else was I going to say? One of the other images that I always have um, that makes me, you know, sort of laugh, but also, again, goes back to this, like, gap of expectations in reality. Um, it actually was, I think, in the Book of Joy, which, you know, we've talked about quite a bit in this show over the course of it, uh, but it was from the first season, I think, when we talked about that book originally. And uh, I think it was Desmond Tutu who, you know, tells this story or just paints this quick picture of... Um, someone, you know, doing work on their car and they're under the car, you know, and they suddenly like go to get up and they bang their head into the car. Right. And they get so angry at that. And then inevitably that leads to them just repeatedly doing the same thing, like, cause they're just getting so frustrated and they go to get up again and they bang their head. And it feels like we, we often get into these cycles again of like getting so angry and it, it just, I guess it just paints the rest of our experience in a way that, I don't know when I'm in that mode, I guess is what I'm saying. You feel like you're not able to, I mean, this is so obvious, but react rationally to anything anymore. And it has this sort of, um, it feeds off of itself in a way that is really tough. So again, I'm feeling this conundrum though of like, I want to recognize that, but I also don't want to fucking feel like an idiot when I'm angry. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like, damn, why was I angry? Cause you know, it's natural to feel that way. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm spinning in circles now. Well, I, I, but you're spinning in circles because that's what anger makes us do. Like you're saying, it makes us like <laughs> yeah. slap our, our face on the oil pan over and over again. And I, right. which by the way, Desmond Tutu, that's great slapstick comedy. I just want to, in, in my head, there's like funny sound effects. Oh my God. And birds he was flying one of the funniest around. people yeah, I've ever, so funny. you know, heard really. Yeah. You've ever met per, you were, you were actually best friends. I with mean, him. I, I came really, he walked very close past me at a, you know, I got to see him speak and he, he came pretty close. That's true. You smelled him. He, made, <laughs> he sort of, he didn't quite make eye contact with me, but he looked like maybe just a little to the left of me. So, so like another two inches and it would have been eye contact. I think that you means you're best friends. It's, it's really close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but, but it makes us spin in these circles and the circles become these logic circles where we say, so here's how I justify to myself when I'm angry. A lot of the time I will say internally, I'm angry, but that anger is feeding the adrenaline that will mm. allow me to get done what needs to get done. So I'm not going to stop myself from feeling angry because if I do, I'm wasting time and wasting time is what's going to lead to me being angrier, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's especially in those situations where we're getting ready for the day or getting ready for bed, those very time-bound situations, right? Yeah. So, so that's like a, just a problem is that we justify it to ourselves because we think it helps us to be more alert or more mm. you know, physically present in what we're trying to get done. When in reality, I think anybody who's ever been angered at knows that you're much happier and more likely to do things if the person that's, you know, working with you on something isn't berating you and yelling at you, right? Like, we I know. All know. I mean, that. I'm laughing because I just feel like a drill sergeant in the morning, you know, get on the yeah. talk, get the left one. It's just ridiculous, you know, and I'm like, 
I actively, I know this in the moment. I'm like, why am I standing here? To, like, if I just left, it would take them just as long to do all this, you know? Right, but we're trying to control it. We're trying to get all this That's control right. over every element That's because we right. think if we let our guard down, totally. if we don't control things, that it's going to just fall apart like some sort of, you know, yeah. crazy as accident. We're, we're just right? holding it all together, right? <laughs> yeah, but but that, that act of trying to hold it all together is definitely a physiological response to that anger that we're feeling. Mm. And we feel like there must be reasons we feel this way and we got to really fight through it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that mm. Clearly, anger a lot of the time gets in front of our ability to catch up with it, and then it becomes this thing that just spirals out of control That's and well becomes said, like yeah. a you know nuclear yeah. waste disaster or something. <laughs> when in reality, if we can just at least acknowledge its presence before it drives our actions, we will still feel the same way. But at least we are aware of some of the reasons why we're feeling that way, and we can have some degree of frontal lobe interaction because anger is not a frontal lobe response right Mm -hmm. it bypasses that but if we can like use our like the actual part of our brain that controls our impulses to say like okay i can recognize this i know what this is then at least we can have be better equipped as it happens to make judgment calls that'll better suit things that being said just like meditation says, don't act like the, those distracting thoughts don't exist. Like, we don't have to act like anger doesn't exist. And we actually should act like anger exists. Yeah. We should treat it like it's not some hostile outside force, but like it's a part of the emotional cornucopia that makes us who we are. So we can admit that we feel angry, mm-hmm. right? And we yeah. can we can externalize that or we can even internalize it to ourselves because I don't even do that most of the time when I'm I mad. Know. I don't even go to myself, wow. Oh, I feel angry right now, right? I'm just like, get the fucking socks on, get outside, right? <laughs> but if we can, within uh, our own heads, I got scared even, right there. Good, you should you get you get your socks on, yeah. Sean. I'm starting to get angry. Yeah. If like, <laughs> if we can even just before externalizing it to other people, just internally just mm. keep tabs on that, yeah. then it at least gives us some degree of control back to say, okay, anger, like you can sit here with me. Like I, I'm aware that you're in here, but we also don't have to have you driving every mm. single thing that that you're doing. That that feels spot on to me. You know, I mean, some of the moments that I've recognized that that in the past I would have reacted more um, aggressively, right? Like, let's say one of the classics for me is I'm I'm fixing something, you know, and I go to fix something and it just it breaks or like something bad happens in the process of doing some kind of home project, and immediately I'm like brought back to the days of you know playing nintendo and just getting so mad that i want to break you know you can't break classic throw the controller right you can't break the goddamn things which is great but it just made me angrier um and the moments where i've most noticed that i've like again i don't want to judge that but you know i've sort of like been able to what's the word sort of melt or dissipate that feeling is is simply an accepting or just acknowledging it as you say right so just acknowledging not just the emotion, right? Like, oh, I'm feeling angry, but my body, oh my God, my, you know, my shoulders are like up to my fucking hair. <laughs> Above my head <laughs> yeah, right exactly. now. Just acknowledging, okay? It's so hard to do. It's so, so hard to do. But um, I think it is spot on. And this is, of course, classic mindfulness where it's just not, a, no judgment about it. Just seeing it, you know, just, just, it's, I feel like accepting isn't even part of it. It's really, again, just observing, and having that curiosity to observe, to say, like, huh, why am I feeling this? Or, you know, to and we, we talked about this in the episode about emotions. And, I mean, certainly that's the kind of behavior that I want to try to model. And it gets, I think, at the root of why, you know, kids like Luke, who are only four years old, get so angry. Because they can't even do that. They can't even, like, they're just grappling with what they're feeling. They don't even know how to express this or internally accept it. And so, 
you know, it's so much of, I read a couple articles before the episode about dealing with it in kids. And, and for me, again, it's with Luca in particular, who has no regulation right now. Um, and of course, you know, annoyingly, the number one thing in, in the articles that you read is to model the calmness in response, right? And I know it makes total sense, <laughs> but in the moment, man, like when, when you've got a kid who is just defiant and, and actually what he now does is actively, you know, try to break things in response, right? Because he knows that that's going to get the reaction even more so. You should give him a, a controller because he won't oh, be able to break that. That's true. Is, You're right. Yeah. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Foolproof. Yeah. And I still have my original Nintendo, so... Um, yeah. So, I mean, that is, you know, what I want to work on, but I, I have to, I have to be careful when I even say I want to work on, cause I think what you're saying is so true in that, um, accepting, acknowledging, and maybe even vocalizing to our kids, you know, what we're feeling as well, that feels smart. And I think another really important element is not to try to like deal with it rationally in the moment with our kids too, right? Like Luke's not going to have a, com- a a civil conversation with me in that moment. And so it's, you know, it's when he's settled down, when you're oftentimes as a parent, you're like, I don't want to fucking deal with it now. He's like, settle down, let's go do something else and pretend it didn't happen. But the reality is I think encouraging more of that checking in with emotions when they're not upset as well as, you know, likely will help, but it's going to be tough. But that it, it goes such a long way. And I've only done this successfully a few times now. And every yeah. time that I have done it, it has actually altered the situation for like way, 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 way better. And it's funny because just like we talk about all the time with mindfulness and this idea of acceptance or this idea of, of observation, like the act of stopping trying to control something is usually what fixes it. So, mm. you know, classically cognitive behavioral therapy for something like anxiety, right? Yep. You you become accustomed to dealing with anxiety by observing it within yourself and separating yourself from it enough to be able to see it for what it is. And then it's that powerful. act of just doing that, like you can still be just as anxious as you want to be and you can do all the repetitive behaviors to deal with it or whatever, but you're at least seeing it as it's happening as something that is separate from like the core of who you are. And over time that allows that anxiety to further distance itself. And you, and instead of trying to like force it away all the time, you just say like, you can stay within me. It's okay, but you don't have to control everything. Mm. Right. That's like the the journey yeah. that we all want to be on for and any have, emotional and kids right like imagine yeah. i mean what a of all the things that we could sort of uh, inculcate them with oh, man I, I mean i hope i can you know i mean my wife but <laughs> since bethany is a psychologist uh or a social worker whatever the fuck she is um she's a <laughs> she psychologist. works at a gas station yeah, actually, yeah exactly yeah. um that, i don't think she I, that's throwing me off because i know there's like very specific terminology for what she's a licensed mental health counselor i think that's there what we go is. okay um so you know, hopefully that'll, that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> she should probably help us with this. But what, what I've noticed though, is just like in dealing with anxiety in myself, that process has helped a lot, but over, over a long period of time, because to be, to be, you know, again, to remind people to accept something is to accept it over a chronic period. It's mm. to say like, this is just where I am right now. And that is something that I cannot, I cannot change at the moment. So I'm accepting it and I will live with it and we will grow from there. Like accepting anger as something that is all within us, like that that takes so much of the pressure off because you've already accepted it. So the mm. next time it happens, you're not going to be like, why did I do that? I feel so guilty. You'll be like, of course I did that. I have anger issues that I'm working with, yeah. right? Yeah. So like that simple acceptance takes a lot of the onus off of you and a lot of the guilt off of you. But also what I've noticed is um, it's probably been two or three times in the last couple of months where I have said to the kids and to Micah, I'm like, I feel 
angry right now and angrier than I think I should feel. So I'm just mm. going to be quiet for a little bit. Yeah. Everybody's been like, okay, who cares? <laughs> right. Because they, they have the beautiful liberty of saying that because I haven't blown up. Yeah. So like, they don't have yeah. to say like, okay, I get it. Right. They're just like, okay, whatever. I'm playing games. Right. Right. And that moment for me. And then it instantly, as soon as I say that I like go off and do my own shit for 10 minutes and then I'm not angry anymore. Like mm. it's just gone because I think I just wanted to feel heard, you know, or I wanted to exert some control over a fundamentally chaotic universe and I couldn't do it. And I got angry about it. So I guess all, all this is to say anger is a really normal part of our lives and especially in times that are very pressurized like the times that we live in yeah and especially when we're growing up you know when we're raising young kids who have very different brain chemistries than we do and who will push on those brain chemistries with all they have because they're trying to exert independence or because they can't process the emotions within themselves yet and if we want to like to teach them in a really lasting meaningful way the best thing we can do i think is to model this idea of acceptance and communicating feelings and just being honest so that way they don't feel like they're always in danger of making us angry because at the end of the day anger is something that exists regardless of whether or not they're a part of it it's just sometimes they happen to trigger it so mm, i think if we can take mm. if we can just talk about it like it's just part of who we are i think it's a it's a good step towards a less stressful parenting experience i fucking hope <laughs> No, it all sounds spot on. And I think the other element of it is engaging in that all with, as we talked about in the emotion episode, with a curious, a curiosity, right, to understand and not a judgment, but a, a real curiosity. Um, yeah, it's something that, you know, I definitely think would serve us all well and will help our kids just get a better handle on how to manage their own emotions and what better life skill could we kind of set them up with than that. Amen. Hey, if you have thoughts on this, <laughs> Dear listener, reach out to us at just wing it dads pod. No, just wing it dads at gmail.com. Even if you're angry, send us Even those if you're angry. Send it, we'll tell me to put it. my socks on. I'm totally down for that. I understand yep. it. I've accepted it already. Um, but you can also reach out to us, you know, via Facebook and uh, and elsewhere. And uh, and we're really grateful for you all. And it's nice seeing you again, John. I'm glad we're feeling a little, I'm feeling a little uh more able to speak this time. I mean, I always feel better after just talking to you. So, you know, that's another uh, pro tip right there. Find somebody to talk to and, you know, check in with and start a podcast. That'll help. Yeah. Yeah. But don't compete with us. You know, yeah, make it no, a different, different part of the market. Topic. There's no way you're going to compete with us. Okay. Let's be <laughs> honest about fucking, that. Unless you have a podcast about dehumidifiers, which to be fair, probably will destroy this show because everybody's curious about how that shit works. That's true. If you are a dehumidifier uh, expert, whatever you're called in, in your field, Dehumidi- dehumidifierist? We'll have you on. You can talk yeah. through it, explain it all. Maybe Doug, the physicist slash physician, can explain some of it. <laughs> Maybe he will. Um, who knows? All right. Thanks, everybody. It's good to see you. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.